lot of them are women. <laughs> yep. And that's the good part about the Lord is he don't have to check with me who he anoints. He anoints who he wants to anoint. Whether old school holy rollers believed it or not. He anoints women, handmaidens, and uses them. I am thankful to be in this place. Also, before I, I can't say before I get nervous because I'm already nervous. Uh, before I forget, I want to, um, if I forget when I come back and the man of God comes up here, remember, honor the man of God when he comes to the pulpit. Stand. He is the man of God. You know, um, I qu as my buddy says, I quit school because they have recess. You know, I don't play at all is what <laughs> he said. <laughs> but I, uh, I had scholarships to go to any college I wanted to for basketball, and I got into drugs, and I went the total other direction. So I'm not really educated um, very well, but I pay attention to things. And so I was hunting here a while back, and uh, I'm not a native of Texas, so I'm not familiar with axis deer. Um, so I'm hunting, and all these axis deer are coming in, and I'm trying to pick out the one that I want. And uh, the does are really nervous, and they're coming into the feed. They're running past, running past, and I'm sitting there with a crossbow, and they don't even know I'm there. And I'm waiting, and, I, and I'm trying to pick out a... a uh, spike or a, a buck of some sort because the females are pregnant right now and so I'm watching and they're running and here comes this spike and he's in the mix and I'm trying to get on him couldn't do it so it didn't work out so I look up and here comes another one the actual one I shot he comes out and he's walking and he stops and he's looking straight ahead and all these other deer are coming past him all these other female deer younger deer they're running past him his horns was probably i don't know about like that but he stops i wasn't paying attention so i'm looking and i'm thinking yeah it's 50 yards and i'm dialing in my crossbow and all of a sudden i seen him duck his head and when i looked up out of the brush come a big axis deer a buck and he just steps out and all them other does and all them other spikes are running past him, but he stopped. He recognized who was in charge. He submitted. Then he turned himself and put his back to him, his butt. He recognized who had authority. We have to remember that just because a female or a male carcass is in front of you, that God dwells there and he's speaking through them. So in your mind and your reasoning and your deciding and just like what was said, your thoughts are, I don't agree with that. The Bible, the Bible says the Lord holds the reins of the heart, and he ponders the thoughts. So he knows 
whether it's bumping you or not, whether your pride in all the things that you've allowed in is flaring up at that time that that authority feel the Lord. He could have held his head high and walked right on, and it probably wouldn't have been good. So when we hold our head high and we come in with arrogance and we prance, you got to remember this is in front of God, not men nor women. We get hung in the carnal And we lose track of what's going on in the spirit. God is watching. He is watching. But I am thankful to be here. Um, Brother Earn Earn. I was not in here last week, so I come in this week and I... I, um, I'm just glad to be alive most of the time. You know, there's so much happening. And uh, so I wasn't in here last week. So, Bishop, we come in this week and sit right there in front of Brother and Sister Hildebrand. And um, I have really enjoyed everything that's transpired in this revival. The only thing that I've not enjoyed is this place right now at this time. I was hoping that... I would just be able to be the guy in the back opening the door, handing the Bible, because this is not where I want to be. But I am submitted just like that young Axis deer. I'm smart enough to know who the authority is that God has placed over me. Hmm. I'm thankful. So anyway, I wasn't in here, and um, I've heard all these phenomenal uh, speakers, and um, I don't, I don't want to have a preconceived idea. Um, fact of the matter is, um, a lot of shooting is is natural. Just throw it up and shoot, and that's 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 what I want to be. I want to be obedient to the Lord. I want to be pleasing unto him. So I prayed and I sought the Lord and had absolutely nothing <laughs> till first thing this morning and um, at home. And um, so, like I said, I wasn't in here last week when Brother Earn Earn tore it up. And um, what's so funny is, is the Lord started dealing with me. I was praying and talking to the Lord, and um, he took me to Joshua and was dealing with me about Saul. And um, I had no idea, Brother Ernest. So what's so funny about God is, is today, this morning, it was probably 6-ish when I was praying, 6.30, talking to the Lord, going nuts, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. He starts dealing with me about something that this man of God had already brought last week, and I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. So this story is not necessarily a story for new converts is what I'm going to tell you because the Lord told me to say the title is, You Should Have Killed It. 
So what happens is, is revival is something that the church is revived. So after today, I can guarantee you that it is going to be different. And what's so funny is, is confirmation after confirmation after confirmation has already come. And the Lord's already said, she's got it. So I'm going to get out of the way really quick here, but I want to bring this out. We should have killed it. The Lord deals with us all. Every single one of us, the man of God does not run around behind your house looking through the window to see what's going on. There's a God sits on the throne that sees it all. And we get so mixed up in this world believing the man of God don't see it, nobody sees it, that's incorrect. And what happens is, is... Um, just like Saul, he started out really good. He was, he was slaughtering them. And um, Brother Ernest actually read every scripture <laughs> this morning. Um, but I am going to um, jump here. Let me, I've actually lost my note. Let me make sure here I'm in the right place. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was in the wrong spot. It's in 1 Samuel. And it's chapter 15. And Brother Ernest read the whole thing this morning, so I'm not going to read about it. But Saul has killed a lot of people. And then it gets to chapter 15. And um, uh, the Lord sent Samuel, and Samuel's speaking, you know, to Saul. And uh, let, me, let me just start reading here. Actually, he... Uh, Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel and how he ambushed my people on the way to Egypt. Brother Ernest uh, talked about obedience is better than sacrifice, and I don't want to take away anything that the man of God said, but he was given specific instructions to not save anything, kill it all, everything. And I'm going to jump way on down because I want to get out of the way here. I've lost my timer. I'm 12 minutes. All right. So I'm going to jump right down to um, now the word of the Lord. This is chapter 10. Came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me, and he has not performed my commandments, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night, just like the man of God, things that the Lord allows him to see in the spirit that is going on in our lives, whether it be rebellion or whatever it is, the Lord shows him, it grieves him, and he prays and talks to God, just like what's happened here. And the Lord's telling him, I greatly regret. And then it goes to 12. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up monuments for himself, and he has gone on around and passed by and gone down to Gilgal. This guy is king, 
And he has been so deceived to the point that he set up a monument for himself. And he was totally disobedient to the things that God had told him to do. Just like in our human life, the Lord deals with us, checks us, get rid of this, get rid of that, kill it, and we do just what Saul did. We let it live. And in this revival, there is a lot of things that's died, but we have to double-check and triple-check. We have to kill it. It cannot go on with us. We are at a different place. The Lord was dealing with me about doors, and what was funny is we had a meeting in there, and Brother Barlow tried to go out that door, and I always keep it locked, and he bounced off of it. And when I first come here, the Lord showed me a great big wooden door, and that door opened, and behind that door, it was a bright light, and there was many gifts going out of that door and resting on people in this congregation. And uh, I saw it. I recognized it. I was home the next night praying, and the Lord asked me, what was different about that door? It was a big door. It was a thick door. There was no handles on that door. God opened the door. No handles. So the Lord was dealing with me about just what I'm talking about right here. Because of Saul and his disobedience, it opened doors in the spirit. And in the carnal, like that door she just walked through back there, it opens one way. But what happens is when the Lord opens doors for us or our disobedience opens doors, they swing both ways. And they are not shut and latched unless God shuts them and latches them, just like the um, Noah's Ark. They filled it. Noah and them guys could have hoisted that thing up there and it would have fell back down. God shut the door of the ark. So whatever it is in our lives, make sure the time is short because she is the last speaker. But today, if you still have breath, make sure that you kill what is supposed to be killed. And I beg you, don't let pride and arrogance wipe you out. There was an old-time preacher said, used to say, if you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, you're going to pay the fiddler. Time is running out in this season, in this revival. Make sure you check yourself and kill. Kill it. If not, your disobedience of, I don't agree with this way of, we're going this direction, it's opening doors in the spirit. 
and things are coming that is going to take the very things that you love the most. I'm telling you, pay attention. You know, what's so funny is, is um, a, a lot of people are afraid of the unknown, and, and God operates in the unknown. And we have never been at this place before, but we've been created for this time and season in the kingdom. Many great promises have been promised to this man of God, and the Lord has allowed us to be a part of it. And I am thankful, but pay attention. Get it right, not tonight, today, before you leave here. Listen, reason it in your mind. Repent. Be straight with God. He already knows it anyway. Kill it. I'm going to get out of the way and... Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Pay attention. God is good. Let's all stand in honor of Sister Ruth coming to the pulpit. <laughs> 